0: Up here, know what to do, okay, and then play with incredible effort, great physicality. All right, let's show discipline today, all right? This game will honor discipline. The little things right. Be faithful to the little things, okay? That's, that's how you flip the script. Make no mistake about it, one play at a time, all right? There's going to be plenty of mistakes made out here on this field today. Great effort, okay, and physicality. I want to see great mental and physical toughness today. All right, just put it to work. Oh! Oh go. Hey, I me. One, two, three. Was he talking about us? There's going to be plenty of mistakes made today.
1: Yeah. I, I, he was talking to his football team. He was referencing <laughs> us there. I think that was you breaking down the team there at the end of the huddle yesterday,
0: yeah, huh? it was me. I was there. Helmet,
1: shoulder pads and everything.
0: Shoulder pads, ready to roll. No, that was uh, it was good yesterday. It was it was intense out there. Little scrimmage, little uh, midweek scrimmage going on out there. Plenty of good stuff. Plenty of good stuff.
1: You like? Okay, just overall. Before I get to the avalanche of questions about uh, two hours that you were at practice, or however long it was, just the overall feel. You thought it was? Uh, you thought it was a good day?
0: I thought it was an improvement since I last saw the team Look practice. At him.
1: It's like this team just continues to improve in spring ball or something. Every time you see them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're getting better. Um, he was right whenever he said there's going to be plenty of mistakes made. Uh, fact check came back true on that. However, there was uh, there was some good stuff that took place. There was. Um, I'll keep saying it. Is the team where they need to be? Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> Do they have plenty of time to get there? No. Not really. <laughs> but should they get at least some of the way to where they need to be? We'll see. <laughs> so, yesterday
1: was a straight-up scrimmage then. Yeah. Inside the stadium. So, I guess that's the first time that you've – I mean, you've seen good on good, but I think the previous two practices you were at was more of a structured practice, correct? More than a scrimmage setting?
0: Yeah, there's there's really not much difference. Okay. It, you know, a, a typical practice is – you just you like in spring, it's almost all a scrimmage because it's it's just straight up offense versus defense. Um like part of it may be a run drill, right, where you're hitting some running plays, but it's still essentially a scrimmage. You got ones versus ones, ones versus twos, twos versus twos. You know, it's just kind of a, a constant shuffle. So it it's all really about the same. There's not a whole lot of a difference except you get to see a little bit more just consistent moving the ball.
1: Who had the better day? Yesterday, offense or defense? All reports, it was uh, offense. The last time they scrimmaged last week, the offense had the better day again. This time around,
0: I think it was pretty even. Ooh, okay, it's pretty even, and and you may even be able to say a little bit of an edge to the defense. But I mean, it's hard to really say overall. Uh, there were not a whole lot of just. Wide open plays that that bust through. Like there were no really explosive runs. Hey, everyone to speak was freaking up. out
1: yesterday. That D.G. Wire. Did you see that video that O.U. football put out? And it was um, Gavin saltchuk had a big touchdown in that one. And God, why why am I blanking on? Uh, th- There's another running back that had a couple touchdowns. Tommy Hicks. Walker. Tommy Walker oh, okay. had like a long touchdown run. People were like the tackling sucks on that. So yeah. you saw a little bit, uh, a lot cleaner from the defense yesterday. Yeah. Is what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, they they made some good plays. Um, they were uh, they're getting after the quarterback pretty good at times, um, tackled well at times, you know. But there was there was plenty of good stuff from the offense too. You know, I I thought, like just from what I've seen, Farouk had had the best day that I've seen. Now I've only. I haven't been out there very often, but he made a, a couple of really nice plays, so that was good to see.
1: What about QB1? how DG look?
0: Uh, you're going to be so mad at this.
1: Well, you didn't notice him? I didn't watch him the entire time. Is that what you're going to tell me?
0: I <laughs> oh, rarely knew who the quarterback <laughs> was.
1: Okay? How? how is that possible?
0: One's left-handed and the other one's right-handed. You're one and two quarterbacks. Because I'm... Almost never do I even see where the ball is. Oh my gosh! I'm watching to see if the safeties and the backers make the rotation right. Uh, I'm watching to see like what the what the pass rush looks like. Who's who's coming off the edge? Who's who's you know um, the most consistent when it like watching the the corners cover and the the guys tackle. It's just, and it's hard. I don't know. I just don't. Pay so Davis to that. Bevel
1: could have been in there running uh, first teams for both sides yesterday, and you wouldn't even have noticed. Didn't even notice he was playing at quarterback yesterday. I
0: I said most of the time I saw the young kid do some really good things.
1: You saw Jackson Arnold do some nice things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He he's the quarterback that throws with his right hand. Dylan Gabriel, who's starting this year, ten. He's the quarterback that's throwing with his left hand. If you noticed number either of those two things 14. yesterday. What number is he? Eight. Yeah. Number yeah. eight.
0: Yeah. He made some good plays um that I saw like really the the quarterbacks were under a good amount of pressure throughout the day. I actually
1: like to hear that. I may like to hear that more than anything. That yeah. they were getting some uh now I there's two ways to look at that, I guess. It's like uh so you could be down on the offensive line. I just they need a lot more consistent pressure on the quarterback. A lot more consistent pressure on the quarterback. Who was applying said pressure most often yesterday?
0: Well, a lot of it was some blitz stuff, so it was kind of just a few different guys, like depending on, on what blitz it was. But I, if, if we're talking about D-line, most of the pressure from from the front four came from Bothroyd. He's He's the best defensive end we have by... Like, the more I watch by quite some margin.
1: Yeah. I don't think that that would be too shocking if you would have said that or someone would have said that a week ago. It was certainly trending towards that way. Maybe not the gap that it is, but for him to be your best defensive end, that's probably not all that all too shocking. Yeah. Sounds like you're a little bit disappointed at that. Like, you're happy for him and then happy that I'm, OU has him. But I'm thrilled at, that he's here. You're thrilled that he's here, but you don't love that that's necessarily the case at that position.
0: Well, I – you know, he's the most experienced guy we have. We're still, I air quotes, young at at defensive end. I mean, who's our most veteran guy? Like Stripling, I guess, is our most veteran guy other than Bothroyd. Um, You know, Downs and Grimes, I think, are going to be redshirt juniors, right? No, uh, Downs didn't redshirt. He's yeah. going to be a, a straight-up junior. Um. You got R. Mason Thomas, who's young. You got Atabare who's young. Who else am I missing as as defensive end? Like, there's just still not a I whole think lot of experience guys. You hit guys. on the,
1: the main names there, really. Yeah.
0: So, I, mean, I I guess it's somewhat expected, but we have to start making up some ground at that position, man. We just do. We just we have to. Bothroyd is. He's. The, the best way to just say it is he's effective. Uh, he's, he's strong. He goes 275 pounds. He can hold point on the edge. He's good with his hands. He's nifty with his hands. Uh, he just understands the position. And, you know, I guess I'm just used to seeing, you know, defenses that have kind of a wealth of guys – like Bothroid, right? And you know, you have a couple of, of usually more athletic guys that are a little more raw and maybe a little younger. and you know, you have your, your experienced guys that, you know probably don't have the athleticism, but make up for it with savvy and knowing where they're supposed to be, and, and that kind of creates your, your base. And then the athletes eventually get good enough to where they kind of take over. But it's just it, I feel like that process is slow right now.
1: Sounds like he is the early front runner for uh, your biggest impact portal player from this past cycle. I mean, Stogner will have a chance. He's your starting tight end. Maybe Andreal Anthony looked good again yesterday. I don't know, but Rothroyd's got he's got a chance maybe to be your impact uh, portal player.
0: Where once or again. Anyone else. Going to be relying on portal guys to pick up the slack? Uh, yeah, yeah, at, at, at a few positions, sure. Yeah, a few important positions. Stogner, Andrew Anthony, and uh, Bothroy. Like, those are you may have a portal
1: player at one of your starting safeties, too. You got a little bit more depth at those spots, maybe a little bit more optimistic there, but Pearson got a chance to start yeah. at safety.
0: Yeah, um. Yeah, it's, um, that's just how it comes. I mean, I, I get that as they're trying to, trying to get the conveyor belt going with, uh, with uh, you know uh, recruited guys that they've brought in and are learning the system. I mean, it, it takes a little bit of time. I understand that. But I always feel like the clock is ticking. Uh, you've got – well, how many practices – I think you can have like 30 practices whenever you start fall camp. And I, uh, we all, you have. I think fifteen is the number in spring. So you've got forty-five practices or somewhere around that number before you take the field. And it's just, it's not, it, it's not a whole lot of time. And uh, we need to get bigger. We need to get, we need to get stronger. You know, we need to get faster. We need to understand how to take those skills or those um, you know traits that you build in the weight room over to the football field and I don't know I I guess I'm just um, I don't know I you you get caught up every now and then like you see some good stuff and you're like okay okay we're on pace and then you see some stuff that is frustrating from, from guys that you don't expect to, to make those type of plays or, or, or mistakes, and it's like, oh, my gosh, we're so far behind. So you just kind of teeter back and forth. God, so. living
1: in that life every single day must be miserable, especially when yeah. it's your job that's on the line. I, I know, I know. Uh, let, let, let's a text line real quick from the 405. I predict Teddy will be shocked, uh, shocked most by the D-line's performance by the end of the year in a good way. Mark it down today.
0: I hope that is the case. Um, If I'm shocked by how good the defensive line has done and not because we've faced a bunch of really bad offensive lines, I will be a very happy man. I'll be very happy man. I guess
1: guess that's the positive side of uh, the negative coin is regardless of how good you could tell me that they looked yesterday or how bad they looked yesterday, does it really change – any of our expectations on how many wins that this team should get this year with the uh, schedule that we always reference? You know, whether they're uh, in front or behind schedule or right on it, it's still uh, the schedule is what it is. Yeah. So there's that. What, what about at wide receiver? Uh, you mentioned Farouk, Andrew Anthony, still look like your burner on the outside.
0: I got no problems with wide receiver. Uh, Farouk, I thought, looked really good. Andrew Anthony is, is a burner. He's a great deep threat. Um, you got Stoops and Freeman that are going to work the middle of the field for you. You know, you've got some good added depth uh, from some of the younger guys that, you know, can, can still make some good plays with Anderson and Gibson. So, I'm not, I'm not really worried about wide receiver. I, it's a line of scrimmage sport. I say it all the time. That's where my concern lies. Offensive line, defensive line. And there's other stuff that we've got to tackle better at safety. We have to be, we have to be smarter as a defense, especially at inside backer. Um, offensively, we've got to be, again, not talking about offensive line, but we just, we just need to be crisp. We need to execute. We need to, you know, not shoot ourselves in the foot with penalties and all that'll be fine. It's the the worrying thing for me is the offensive and defensive line getting up well, that's, to.
1: That was the case before the start of the spring, so yeah. checks out today. It's still the, we'll try. the biggest two question marks.
0: We'll that's right. All right, let's hit an opening timeout. Hit the text line. I see some coming in. We'll get to some of those next. Six five one three four three nine. We'll be back.
1: This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref
0: Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC truck series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo booth.
1: We're in studio today, the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. Keep the text coming. You guys are killing it on the text line 405 651 3439 People got questions about practice. Let's uh, get to those. How well do we tackle at corner? That's a very specific question, but uh, one that uh, many will be interested in. How, how, do they, how do the corners look overall? How well are they tackling? That's a spot that I'm kind of, uh, I, I, feel, I feel okay about.
0: How do they tackle at corner? I I didn't notice anything egregious in tackling at corner.
1: I'm more interested in how they cover at corner. Uh that's just me, but
0: well, you know covering is really if you cover well, you tackle well because you're I mean, teams complete 70% of passes or somewhere around there, right? So for the most part, Good coverage isn't necessarily a pass-breakup. Good coverage is, a lot of times, just catch-tackle where there's no extension after the catch. So, I think they actually marry up pretty well, and I didn't notice anything egregious whenever it came to tackling. Now, what usually happens whenever you see missed tackles, and this has happened a lot, previously for us, and it's happened, um, you know, it, the I saw like a clip of Billy Bowman missing a tackle. It just came across my timeline on Twitter, and people were like freaking out in the comments. But those plays usually happen whenever there's a breakdown up front and a safety or a defensive back or sometimes even a linebacker is left In a massive area, tons of space, where he's not able to use leverage and help, and you whiff on a tackle, it turns into an explosive play. I didn't see – I'm not going to say I didn't see any of those, but none of them come to mind.
1: Uh, Okay. Nail on the head right there. It's a line of scrimmage sport. says OU Optimist. Yes, 405. I feel like DG has more weapons this year. And less excuses for three and outs, play catch and hit the receiver in the chest.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's some truth to that. But again, like here is, here's the the basis of the offense: run the ball well, right? Force the de- the defense into, um, into a box heavy look. And then expose them in the pass. And a lot of it is let your – expose them in the pass and let your wide receivers make plays in one-on-ones, right? And I, for, for Dylan Gabriel to be able to execute that and have it look uh, smooth and efficient, it you have to run the ball really well. And we'll see what happens at offensive line. I mean, I, I like – a lot of what I see on the offensive line, I just feel like there's still some inconsistency. I'll tell you, the young guys from this recruiting class, the early arrivals, mm-hmm. Bates looks really good. I like what I see from Caden Green. Yep. He's big. He's got a really nice athletic build. He moves well. He doesn't say a whole lot. He just goes out there and tries to do his job he drove someone off the field yesterday and into the, like the stereo system. Um, caused a little <laughs> Did bit. Did it of look a fight. like Michael
1: Orr in the uh, in the movie The Blind Side? Well, first time he uh, learned how to pass block or run block.
0: I didn't see the whole thing, but like the whole play went one way, and then like there's like the whistle starts blowing later, and like on the far other side of the field, out of bounds, there's Caden Green, I like it uh, on top of some defensive end. Or, or D-Lineman. I don't know who it was. Uh, Cam
1: says, Teddy sounds more pessimistic than optimistic about our uh, lines. I defer to his knowledge of talent. Is he implying that the team is not putting on good size? After two years of Smitty, the players who have worked out under him would have put on noticeable size, not referring to transfer players.
0: Well, I mean, there's some truth to that. It, everyone's going to be limited to some degree on... How much good size they can put on in a in a certain amount of time? Um, I part of it, you just have to you just have to have bigger guys, you know. I mean, Isaiah Coe, what's he go? Was he listed like three oh eight something yep. like that? You know, whenever you see his build, like, he's not gonna be a three hundred and twenty pounder. You know, in a lot of these guys, they're just not. They don't. It's just they're not going to get that big. You know, you have to you have to have some bigger frame type of guys to be able to put on that size. I'm curious to see how big Lulu ends up getting. I, mean, I don't know when they decided to make the move.
1: He they he said uh I think it was around December is what he said in that audio clip that I played earlier this yeah. week. Like it wasn't like a week ago. I think he's known for a few months. Yeah,
0: it's like maybe as the as the season wore to an end, it's like, hey, we may try on the inside next year. But still, like if you want to put on good weight, I, you can't. I, I want to say, oh man, I can't even remember what it was. I think supposedly you can, in like a perfect environment, gain one pound of muscle a week, and that requires like a ton of ton of food and and everything. You know, it's it's very difficult to put on muscle despite what you might see on youtube or whatever so for guys to put on good weight and not just pile on a bunch of sloppy weight it takes time so i would be worried if he went from you know what was he 265 or so last season put on 30 pounds in 3 months of of nastiness like that's not exactly what you want he's got plenty of time if if he's around like if he starts the season in the high two eighties, I'd say that he's done six a five good two seventy
1: seven is what he was listed at at the start of spring. Yeah. That's where he that's where he was. And so. he's
0: he's got some time to con, continue to put weight on. If he puts another you know, if he's seventy seven now and I think I think it's realistic that he can put on maybe maybe get into the low two nineties.
1: How how about this? Um I don't know if we've tend to to focus more on like what this team needs to do to 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 be where they need to be, probably so. How about something good here? Let, let, let's get two good things out there from yesterday, or just kind of overall that w- that you've seen so far throughout the spring. And let's start on the offense. You you mentioned the wide receivers. You're not worried about wide receivers. Sounds like you're good there. Tell me tell me something else good about this offense that you either saw yesterday or that you've seen over the past few weeks.
0: Um. I I feel really good about how this offense is going to mo- push the ball down the field.
1: You deep. think th- throwing the deep ball they'll be better than what they were last year? Better, yeah. more consistent. Yep. Well, that's that's I'd say that's a pretty big, yep, pretty big thing.
0: For from this what offense. I've from what I've seen, because you've got a burner. Well, it on, sounds
1: like you feel like that because of the wide receivers that they have more than the guy that's delivering the football. If you, feel, well, I mean,
0: you can say it however you want. I mean, the wide receivers are winning, and. You know they're not just making plays on you know wide open. They've got two or three steps, and you know they're they're able to like they're winning deep balls, contested deep balls with good coverage. Um, Farouk made like three really really good touchdowns in the back corner of the end zone on competitive balls, and I and I loved that. The quarterback, whoever it was that threw it. Oh, my it. God. <laughs> it's so unbelievable. Put it, put it in uh, good spots that makes it tough on the defensive back, but still uh, trust his guys to go up and make a make a nice play. So, I think we're going to be able to push the ball down the field really well.
1: Defense. Give me defense. one good thing from defense.
0: Um, Uh-oh. No, no, no. There's good stuff on defense for sure. We um, – I'm just trying to figure out where to go with it. We're going to we're going to be good at It's like I I consider it three safeties because it's not necessarily interchangeable but um strong safety free safety and cheetah like however that plays out if it's Bowman, Key Lawrence and Harrington I feel good about that if it's um Bowman Bowen that'll be disaster on the radio to try and figure that out, but um, if those two guys are like whatever the combination is at safety, I feel good about it, and he's still improving, but Harrington is he is close to being really good in my opinion ooh okay well, hey that's like the athletic part for him is it's all there it's all there it's just you know they've got to be quicker in, in in some of their rotations and getting lined up and you know and because of being just a a touch late on that i think he and it's not just him i think we get out of position a little bit like let me just say this i in in a scrimmage setting they are they're learning a very intricate defense under a intense amount of pressure from the offense. We're not gonna play anyone the rest of the season, except for maybe TCU now that Kendall Bryles is there. We're not gonna play anyone that goes as fast as yeah, Lebby That's does. the
1: last regular season game of the year, too. It's not even on the and front end of the schedule.
0: It is very, very hard. To learn something as intricate as this defense is, under that type of time pressure, like it's a crunch. Every snap is like breakneck, and I feel like whenever things slow down and we get to the regular season, it's gonna feel like it's gonna feel like slow motion to these guys. And sure. at least that's my hope.
1: Um, okay, so we're getting a few jokes on the text line, as you can imagine. Oh, already bummed for this season. <laughs> Teddy thinks everyone sucks and should be fired, right? I, I mean, it's it's an inside look at one team without knowing what everyone else on your schedule looks like. But there are some po- there. There's absolutely some positives that I think we've talked about the past two weeks. One, it doesn't mean that it's not a question mark going into the year but it sounds like up to this point the wide receiver core has maybe had the spring that they needed to have up to this point. Yeah. They got to continue to progress, but it sounds like there's some nice things going on over there. The O-line and D-line are a question mark deal and will continue to be one, but there are some spots that were questions like wide receiver that are maybe making some really nice progression. So, yeah. I don't take any of this as they're going to go 6 and 7 again next year. It's just really kind of highlighting the Spots that we thought were going to be question marks and still are as of right now.
0: Here's a text from the 918. Teddy was just too pumped for the team last year and got disappointed. So now he's trying to really stay conservative. I bet he feels better about the team than he is leading on. There is some truth to that. Uh, At least the first part. I do not feel better about the team than I'm leading on. But I I underestimated where our roster truly is. And I think I also underestimated how much time it takes to develop. I I made the mistake of feeling like a development-driven program, a uh, what I consider to be a better strength and conditioning uh, program. Like, I thought all of those things were going to have really quick results. And also, just the way that they practiced. Compared to previous years, the amount of – Full speed tackling to the ground, like it wasn't just a like we're, they're not out there butting up right. They're not out there just going through the motions. It was full on brutal, super super physical practices, and it still is. I I thought that that was going to translate really well to the field. We're going to be a better tackling football team. Didn't take into account the fact that you know we're still missing a lot of tackles because we we don't know where to be we're not in the right spots and it's in you know back to the the first part of that is i thought the development was going to be faster and it's a harsh reality that you can develop it takes time number 1 like you look at developmental schools Kansas State Oklahoma State they're they're usually good only whenever they have guys that are experienced that they've got a big oh, group of seniors been in there
1: 3 or 4 years sure right it's not it's not a quick turnaround
0: so and we just don't have that right now and it's going to take time to get there to where your not highly recruited guys develop into really really good role players um but the thing is is like our our top rated uh you know i was going to say defensive linemen, offensive linemen, But it's really not just – it's not limited to those two positions. I I was naive and thought that because of how much better we had recruited ratings-wise compared to the rest of the conference, that it's just – it's simple. Like, the math is already there. We've got better players. They're going to be in a better developmental program. It's it, that's just how it's going to work. Like I'm not sitting here telling you we should go beat Alabama, but we should be able to line up and beat, you know, some of these Big Twelve teams, and should be able to do it easy week in week out. But I was naive. Like our roster is, it's just it's not, it's, it's not where it needs to be on the offensive and defensive line, and it is a, it is a harsh glaring reality now we're in year two i hope we i hope by the time i mean there's a lot of football i guess relatively there's there's a lot of time and a lot of practice before we get out there in september and then even you know through september wins our wins our first conference game like our first true test is
1: well at cincinnati and cincinnati is going to be if you list, if you care about preseason project, they may be going to be one of the worst teams in the Big Twelve this right. year. So you're at Iowa State, or excuse me, you're at Cincinnati, Iowa State, then the Texas game. So you're five games before you get to your biggest game of the year.
0: But you've got, like, even I, like, I don't even know about Cincinnati, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hand that. But I'll say you've got three non-conference games. And do we have a bye week before we get into conference I think play? it's the bye
1: week is right after Texas, I want to say. Okay. I think that's where the bye week is.
0: Okay. Um, I don't know why I thought it was earlier. but So we've, got, we've still got three games, though, and three weeks of practice there and a fourth week before Cincinnati. And if Cincinnati truly is going to be terrible, then, then add them in there before you go to Iowa State. And I know we're circling that Texas game, but I don't care what Iowa State's record was last year. They're going to, it's going to be a really tough game.
1: Yeah. The bye weeks right after Texas. But is. I,
0: my hope is that we continue to, to make up a lot of ground between now and then. And I think we can.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I think they can too. And they yeah. better is what it sounds like. Um, I leave it to Zane. Like the show has taken on more of a serious tone than really <laughs> it ever does. And Zane just wants to know any chance we can win the spring game. So I appreciate that. Toss up. This I, is about as serious of a tone as this show will take. But uh, <laughs> they 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 don't have to go six and seven this year. They they can still be okay. They can yeah. still be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing is I don't want. It's taken on a serious tone and maybe even a negative tone. I just I I, I don't want it's the tone not, to be like they're going six and seven again this year.
0: No, 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 no. I, they. Bothroyd has – like, we're already with him a lot better at defensive end than we were last year. Sure. With him. So, in the offensive line, I think there's a really solid chance we're going to be better than we were a year ago. At least start in a better place than we were a year ago. So, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush. Coming up, our number one rolls on. Keep the text line going, 651-3439. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref. Care. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Every
1: three hours, somebody's hit by a train in the United States. Many of these incidents involve new drivers. A train hitting your car would be like this hammer hitting a full can of soda. What? Actually, Tommy, a train hitting your car would be like a car crushing a soda can with you and all your passengers inside. Pay attention to crossing signs and warning signals and always expect the train at any railroad crossing. Go check out our full video and enter to win prizes at oli.org slash drivesafe. Kavens Group, bringing you this hour of the rush. Give them a call, 405-573-3048. Mold testing, mold removal, emergency water extraction, uh, emergency sewage cleanup, 24-7 uh, response on emergency repairs. Caven's Group can do it all. Again, 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048 or kavensgroup.com. 13 years in business. And they serve Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, and the state of Arkansas as well. Yeah, we've got some uh, thoughts going on on the text line. All right, you can, uh, you, can uh, you can continue to send them in. I, I did a little bit of a player A, player B, player C type of thing, and it's the last last three games here. I don't I don't want to. I'm trying to word this to where I don't totally give it away. Okay, mm-hmm. how about this? Uh, one is Dylan Gabriel, his last three games last year, okay? okay. Um, the other two, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you guess. So, player A, last three games last year, God, I just gave it up who that was going to be, 62 of 104, that's 59.6 completion percentage, okay? Last three games, 951 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, two rushing touchdowns, 11 touchdowns total.
0: That's Gabriel.
1: That's Dylan Gabriel, yes.
0: That's our control group. Okay.
1: The other two quarterbacks, last three games of their career, 69% completion percentage. Nice. 811 yards, nine touchdowns passing, same as Gabriel. One interception, one less than Gabriel. 10 total touchdowns, one less than Dylan Gabriel, okay? Uh, The other quarterback, 65% completion percentage. 1,500, uh, 1,051 yards. I was about to say, air.
0: dang, yeah. 500 yards a game. Eight
1: passing touchdowns, uh, two rushing touchdowns for a total of 10, and zero interceptions.
0: Okay.
1: You, you, you want to take a guess on who they And left? these are
0: OU. Yeah, these are OU. Okay. 69%, mm-hmm. 8 11, 9 had a rushing. Um, I'm going to throw out. I'm going to throw out Bradford and Landry Jones are not in there. Um, How far back are we talking? Not very.
1: Okay. (laughs) Not very. Um, There's a massive hint for you.
0: I would say the 65% for 10 51 and two rushing, no interceptions. I yeah, was going to say Jalen Hurts. Did he have an interception late?
1: No, just just you just want me to tell you so we can. No, we can, Jalen
0: Hurts is the two rushing touchdowns, and Kyler Murray
1: no. is Baker uh, Mayfield is the sixty nine percent passer. Known Baker's uh, Kyler 69. Kyler Murray at sixty five percent. Now Baker and Kyler were facing more difficult teams at the end of their three year career: two Big Twelve mm. championship games and two semifinal games, but. I don't, Just kind of going back and looking, did Dylan Gabriel play a lot better in those final three games of the year than maybe we maybe we remember? I mean, he just catches so much flack. Some people think that he's not any good and that he shouldn't even be the starter this year, but he was through for 243 yards in the Cheez-It Bowl, 449 at Tech with six touchdowns and 259 at Oklahoma State. I'm not going to try to convince you that that Oklahoma State game was a good offensive game, but... Those last three games, his numbers, outside the completion percentage, that needs to be north of 60% for sure. But nine touchdowns, two interceptions, and over 950 yards, that's not a bad end of the year for him.
0: It's not. here is the things that that get left out. Both of those guys in those last three games, we're playing behind the best offensive line in college football. I'll allow it. And that makes all of the difference in the world. I mean, it's, it's just it, – we talk about the wide receivers and the yards and the touchdowns and the points and all of that. The most important thing is the offensive line. I'm not suggesting that Baker and Kyler are overrated – I'm just saying, like, part of the reason they looked the way they looked is because of how good the offensive lines were. How many times do we see Baker and Kyler just standing, frozen, in the pocket, staring downfield for what seemed like 10 seconds?
1: I used to think that 3rd and 10 was no big deal. Why do people always say you don't need to get in 3rd and long? 3rd and long is easy. What are these football guys talking about? 3rd and 10, that's an easy pickup. Yeah, it ruined us. But I, it's just he didn't have – and you could go to wide receivers as well, right, along with what Baker and Kyler had. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, we, we evaluate the season as a whole for Dylan Gabriel. That's probably the right way to look at it. But maybe if we look at it a little bit closer towards the end of the season, you you might say, okay, yeah, he, maybe he, he finished the year on a better note than I thought. So, some reason for optimism after the hour that we've had so far up to this point.
0: Hey, here's the thing. I think, uh, I think Dylan Gabriel – Is better than what we saw a year ago and has a higher ceiling than what we saw a year ago. But at the same time, Dylan Gabriel has limitations. He is not Baker and he is not Kyler.
1: But he can get you, he can win you double digit games this year. Yeah. They can win a Big 12 championship with him. And I think with the schedule and the situation, the conference, they can make a college football playoff with Dylan Gabriel.
0: Let's hit a timeout. And let's continue this conversation on the other side because I've got something for you or at least a stance that I think you'll be interested in. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
1: It is the rush on the ref. Real quick, we got to move fast, but I'll read two texts. Zero percent chance we can make the playoff with Dylan Gabriel. We may have reached our ceiling with him last year. The Jag says our last four losses were all by three points. If we win three of those, is the time or is the tone and outlook much more optimistic for 2023? We could hit on that next hour. You tease something going into the break. It sounds like you have something exciting, maybe for the uh, offensive side.
0: Not necessarily exciting. It's just um, you know we're talking about Dylan Gabriel. I mean that last the the I guess the first text you read, I. Last year was our ceiling with Dylan Gabriel. It's just, it's just not, not true in my opinion. I mean, especially you know, talking about the offensive line. I, I, there's there's plenty of room there, but I, right, I don't. I'm not. I'm not fully convinced. Like Dylan Gabriel is the guy, right? He's he's the starting quarterback. He's a starting quarterback through spring he'll be the starting quarterback to start the season next year.
1: Sounds like he put an exclamation point. Like Jackson Arnold's look good, but it sounds like Gabriel's had a like a good spring to be like okay, you can erase all those questions if they were there.
0: What I'm going to say is I don't think it is I think the percentage is low, but I don't think it's um I don't think it's out of the question. That Jackson Arnold at some point wins the starting job this year, Ooh. next. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be before the season. But you think he takes over at some point? I'm I did not say mm, that. I'm Listen trying, to you. I'm trying I think to. <laughs> he takes over at some point. Looking for a soundbite. I'm saying I think I don't think it's out of the question that he continues to improve and plays him into a position where they have to get him on the field. Power number two coming up next. Stay tuned.